I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bonjour. That is hello in uh, French. I'm in France is what I'm trying to say. Paul, where are you? New Zealand. So that's all right. That's pretty good. That's Kelda, bonjour. Yeah. What's what does Kelda mean? Like hello. It's like a greeting. <laughs> um and uh we're gonna start the Advanced Analytics Podcast. Okay, you've taken a backwards step there. Why have I taken a back oh god, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. We're gonna start advanced analytics. The thing is that Paul holds me ransom because he puts the audio in later. So if I don't do it correctly, that's the thing. I'm the anchor. I'm the real driver of this podcast. But uh, Paul, unfortunately, is the one with technical capabilities. So I'm really at his mercy at all times. Um, so good to uh, so good to be doing the podcast from um, uh, your favorite city, Paul, Paris. Paris. Mm, love it. I don't know if any... I've never heard anyone say Perry here. I feel like you're the only one who says that. Yeah. I've been to all the top attractions. I've been to the um the uh, the Louvre. Yeah. Been to the um that Louvre mainly uh, most people go there because it's where they did the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. The best movie ever made. Yeah, I was going to I was going to recommend you do the Da Vinci Code trail. Follow the the rose <laughs> line through through uh <laughs> Paris, you know, it, you know the Da Vinci Code. You know, mm. I haven't seen the film. I've seen the book, and it start. I've read the book. Yeah, I've, seen, I've also seen the book. I've I've seen a copy of the book. Yeah, and I've read the book. Proud to say that I've, I'm a real intellectual, having read the Da Vinci Code. And at the start, yes, um, there's like a naked man mm. lying, Spoiled. like the in the Louvre. In the Louvre, it's the Louvre. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm in Paris, mate. I know how it's said. Um. And he's at the bottom of one of the glass pyramids. It's like in inward facing. No, no, no. He's not at one of the bottom of the pyramids. He's in, where is he? He's just in one of the corridors, like with paintings. He's just oh, he's in the actual well, who's in the, museum part of the Louvre. Who's in the um? Who's in the the downward part of the triangles? Well, this is a mess. These are big spoilers. Big spoilers. Oh, oh. Well, okay. I think we can spoil the Da Vinci Code. It has been out for a long Obviously time. Obviously, we can't. No, no. Okay. If, if, right. if you haven't seen or read the Da Vinci Code, skip the next thirty seconds from now. Okay. Hopefully, you're not listening anymore. We've given you fair warning. At the bottom of the pyramid is. <laughs> can't it, wait he, for the spoiler. So it starts at the Louvre and it finishes at the Louvre. It starts at the Louvre, ah. that's where that guy gets murdered. It finishes at the Louvre, that's where Tom Hanks realises that uh, the Holy Grail is, is at the bottom of one of those inward-facing pyramids. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to get to. Sorry, I got there. Mm. All right. Um, Quick. So what they're saying is the, We've only is got the Holy Grail Quick. is in the mall section of the Louvre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, like next to the Apple store. Yeah, next to like, the Apple store and like a... Like, like, yeah. It's not that bad down there, but it is weird. There's an Apple store. All right. Um. Uh. Oh, that's cool. It's like, okay. It's a short um, walk also... from a McDonald's. <laughs> I ate at the e- McDonald's end of once. end of um end of that is the end of the old um, Da Vinci Code chat. Uh, can I Da Vinci Code chat? Can I, back, well, can I actually yeah. just talk about the Da Vinci Code? Because get this, he got sued. <laughs> Dan Brown got sued by two guys, right? They were called yeah. like someone Lee, his surname was Lee, and the other guy's name this was. This is an NBA basketball podcast, by the way. We're just taking a slight diversion. The up- to anyone who's listed, listen, 
A slight Da Vinci Code diversion. The, Continue. The Continue. other guy's name. So one guy's surname was Lee. The other guy's name was like Baton or something. Now, yeah. they were two guys and they wrote a book that was kind of on that whole conspiracy theory behind um, Da Vinci's painting, The Last Supper, and this mm. uh, conspiracy theory. And then yeah. they sued him. And I, I don't know if they won the case. And then one of them died. And anyway, he went to me and your high school. And, oh. oh, no, and get this. Dan Brown, there's a character in the Da Vinci Code called mm. Lee Teabing, which mm. Lee was the guy's surname. Teabing yeah. was an anagram of the other guy's surname. That's pretty twisted. Wow. Because eh? also... And that must be true because there's no way you'd make up a character called Lee in your T- own free wall called Lee Teabing. Yeah, and also the, Dan what, Brown loves a good anagram. One of um the one of the, your talents back when you were a kid, Paul. I don't know if you remember this. Mm-hmm. Back when you were when you were a kid, I was a bit older than you. Uh, when Paul was about ten years old, he was very good at um making up names on the spot. <laughs> so Paul, make up a name. Go. No, I can't. I can't, man. You've what, just have you, <laughs> you've hyped it up. Although, can, can, wait, can I just um, quickly figure this out? Because I saw a name and yeah. um, and I'd never heard of this guy before because he hadn't actually played a, an NBA game. But I yeah. saw his name and I was like, man, that's going to go down as one of the, one of the all-time great NBA names. Uh, what? I'm just trying to remember. Remember how you used to have a friend called... That is a great name. Gary. Shout out to... Yeah, he might listen to this. So why? Yeah, you... and I'm saying it's a great name. I mean, I'm going to cut that. I'm going to cut out his name because it seems like you're mocking his name. Okay. Well, what about? How... Okay. Here, here it is. In the t- 2015 NBA draft, with the 52nd yeah. pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers took a guy called Sir Dominic Pointer. So his first name is Sir. Apostrophe Dominic, Sir Dominic, Pointer, pretty legendary name. I thought was he um, was he by any chance African American? Well, yes, as is ninety okay. percent of the guys drafted into the NBA. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, yeah, but that yeah, it's a it's along the lines of like LeBron James. It's like a very flamboyant yeah. name, and why not? Sir Dominic Pointer. Sir Dominic Pointer. No, Quincy. He currently Quincy plays. Quincy Poindexter. Oh, he, is Quincy just, Poindexter still the, in the NBA? He played in the summer league for the Cleveland Cavs, and he's currently playing in Lebanon. Yeah. Sir Dominic. Um, well, coming up in the podcast, I can't believe we're just teasing it now. I went to the French All Star Game. Wow. Randomly. Was B- and Boris weirdly, Dior all there? there. Yeah, he was. How'd you know that? I saw like clips from it that was, on, online. That was my main. That was my main interesting um, point from the French All Star game. But yeah, we'll get to that a bit later in the podcast. But first, after a good seven to eight minutes of um, Da Vinci Code chat and bits that Paul is going to cut out later, it is time for the week in review. Okay, um, the first thing I thought I'd bring up, and to be honest, full disclosure with the podcast, I haven't watched Bugger All NBA. In fact, I've seen absolutely zero in the last couple of days. But I've been following the highlights. And um, classic you. Did you see the end of? Did you see the end of um, Harden versus Celtics? Oh, I'm in Paris. Oh wow! um, That game was mental. Yeah, Harden versus Celtics. Yeah, I've never seen someone combust like that. We've enjoyed talking about Harden being like a guy who falls apart in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but it seems to be like just general regular season pressure games. He seems to be struggling. Mm. Well, remember my prediction. What was my prediction? It was like the Spurs were going to be better than the Rockets come playoff time. Oh yeah, who could forget that legendary prediction? Yeah, well, you didn't. I don't think you liked it. I was. Well, I didn't. I wanted to put well, money on it. It's not super hot. I don't think this. I think the Spurs will get destroyed by the Rockets in the playoffs. But it's not like. It's not like, you know, written in stone. Like, there's a lot of time between now and then. The Spurs, as Kawhi Leonard gets better, they could beat the Rockets, you know? But I'd say right now, if you were to pick who's going to win a seven-game series, I'd say uh, Rockets and 
five or six. I disagree. Anyway, I disagree. But but hey, but hey. Okay, well, what are you going to say? Spurs. Uh yeah, Spurs. Spurs and, and six, many? baby. Right now, if they played today, or they got or. Well, no, nah, they wouldn't play today. Playing in the regular playoffs, that wouldn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, because remember my statistic injury propensity, and remember that the Spurs, like Rudy Gay's injured at the moment. Kawhi Leonard, the only young, healthy player, mm. is um is is injury injured at the moment. There's no way Pau Gasol's making it to the end of the season. There's no way Le- the old war horses. Rudy Gay mm. and Lamarcus Aldridge are making it to the end of the season. No, like, here's the thing: like they, you know how they said they were like gonna stop them from resting guys. They're just still rest guys. Like I got power on my fantasy team, and he'll just sit out the odd yeah. game. <laughs> we uh, talked, we talked about it. They're still, they're still doing maximum resting. They've just stopped them from doing it on nationally televised hyped game. That's uh, what they've done. Okay. And um, and now they rest them. They always just say it's very easy just to say someone's got an injury. Do you know it's? Do you know it's weird? This is an interesting NBA theory. Remember how back when Tracy McGrady played, he and many other players always had back spasms. Yeah. No one ever has back spasms anymore. Or was that just Tracy McGrady, and that's why they stopped happening when he retired? No, I, I feel like heaps of guys used to have back spasms. I haven't <laughs> seen one in a while. Because it was, it seemed like the injury you said when yeah. you wanted to just rest a player. No, you said that. Also, back spasms. I recently had arm spasms. <laughs> Like I was like I was like kind of leaning oh. on my arm, and then it just started like like twitching hard out. Okay, but is this some advanced analytics, like deep analyst analytics? Mm, I intentionally Analysis-ics. induced arm spasm so I could experience. What no, no. But all I'm saying is my kind of point with this. I was kind of alluding to the fact that back spasms weren't real. Like I can't imagine oh. an NBA player no, 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 no. like Let sitting on the trainer's table like spasming. I, I don't know if what I had was medically called arm spasms. All I know is that my arm <laughs> muscle was spasming <laughs> and it would like, it would like kind of twitch and like just really, I had no control over it and it was like, it had a life of its own. But here's the thing. It wasn't <laughs> painful or I don't think it would stop me playing basketball. It was like, if anything, it was quite enjoyable. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's some, that's some real analysis mm. into back spasms there. So for people who didn't hear, I don't know if we really summed it up. James Harden had a brain explosion. Oh, he's like Billy Slater at the 2008 rugby league world cup. Mm. Oh, he's had a brain explosion yeah. where Billy Slater famously, um, he tried to run the ball out of his own end yeah. goal by running God towards the sideline. He tried to beat a man <laughs> with the pace, and then the guy just gave him a gentle push out of bounds. And then, but before he runs out of bounds, instead of taking it out, he throws it <laughs> over his head back towards his own try line. New Zealand pick it up, running, running a try. Man, one of the greatest New Zealand sporting. Who was that dude? Who was that legendary New Zealand player? Nigel Wagner. There's a good name. Wagner, great last name. I'm probably not saying it quite right. Wagner, mm. I'm pro- it's a hard name to say. Great Pacifica name there. But then his first name's just Nigel. Yeah, Nigel. Awesome. Um, he had a beard that I'm pretty sure was exp- <laughs> um, inspired by Johnny Depp's Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, <laughs> which had, um, he, 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 he made it into three, like, um, it had like three like dreads coming off. Yeah, like, I always Johnny thought Depp it was like, I thought it was meant to be like I always thought of him like as like a wise like sensei. Yeah, always well, like a mix of the two. Yeah. He was wise when he was scoring that try, baby. Um so for people who didn't see it, James Harden lost his mind. At the end of the game, he got not one but two push off fouls. Um against Marcus Smart, known flopper, but like he didn't really flop it seemed like genuine fouls, like hard shoves. Mm. Um and yeah, well, yeah, it was just weird to see the Rockets choke away a lead like that. Yeah, because it was such a weird game as well. Like I was watching it early, and the Celtics like just couldn't score. Like they were on such mm. a low score, and they were down big for like most of the game. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to see um, Kyrie Irving come down to earth after he had such a great start. I mean, him and the Celtics are still looking good, but he's a lot less clutch now than he was and wasn't that clutch in that game. Um, Right. It was Al Horford, actually. Al Horford's got to be one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA. 
I watched, I saw him live. Mm. Play, um, him and Kyrie have a comeback against the um, Thunder earlier in the year, and he's just like his deep twos, normally the most hated shot in the NBA, are beautiful to watch. His threes can be clutch, especially from the corner, and um, just that like like rolling hook shot or whatever he had to like to take the lead for Boston was like you know. It was overshadowed by Harden being a munter, but it was yeah, it was yeah. superb. What about um Giannis? Did you see Giannis's game winner where he controversially stepped out of bounds and he didn't stepped get out of bounds? Um, yeah. Thing is though, Amazing. like if you're the Thunder and you got to defend yeah. for like three seconds, yeah, you, you can't just let a guy catch it. Just take a dr- one dribble and just dunk it. Oh, you, oh, you're talking about... You, yeah, 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 yeah. Even yeah. if he did... It was he did step game. out, but, like, still, you yeah. sh- shouldn't even come to that. You give up a game-winning just two-hand dunk. <laughs> yeah, it was like, looked kind of and one as well. Yeah, is pretty amazing. Like, he's going to do that more and more. Mm. Like, But just play some helps like, like D. You'd rather... Like, you'd, yeah. I'd rather have, like, Thon Maker or something jacking a three to try and win it than yeah, yeah, just Giannis yeah. just... Take it out of Giannis's hands. yeah. Especially because the the Bucks, besides him, are a pretty horrible ragmatag organization. But he dunked it on Westbrook as well, which is mm. pretty funny. It was like, besides him stepping... Okay, it's, I feel bad for the Thunder because he was out of bounds. But at the same time, it's pretty funny that he dunked on Westbrook for the win. Mm. Like, pretty awesome way to finish it. Um, speaking of that, in that game though, Westbrook on Thon Maker, that's probably the dunk of the year so far, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Either Larry Nance could get robbed again because Westbrook being a more famous player. Well, I love how the NBA awards has dunk of the year now. Yeah. Sorry, what you say? Another guy who's up there for possible dunk of the year was New Zealand's own Steve Adams dunking on Valentinus. Oh, yeah, nah, that was good. Um, Larry Nance on Kevin Durant was good. But I think easily the best one is Russell Westbrook on Thornmaker. Yeah, yeah. Like... Oh, um, oh, who's the guy that dunked on Ron Baker? Um, oh yeah, um, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis on Thorn, but that was Ron Baker's Thorn Maker. Ron Baker. Yeah. Um, Ron wow. Baker. Conspiracy. If your na- so name Ron rhymes Baker, with on Caker, then Ron Baker deserves some respect, on. right? Because so Ron, so Anthony Davis catches the ball on the three point line easily beats his man with like an up fake and he's driving in for the the easy dunk and Ron Baker for some reason it's like he doesn't understand the NBA just he's just desperate to, he just wants to get a body in front of him yeah and as he he does it in the most bizarre way as well he runs at him full tilt obviously can't get there in time so just dives across his body and as a result makes it for one of the most the best photo of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the photo of him getting dunked on, but also just makes him look so dramatic because not only did he give up the N one, but he also um, got, uh, got dunked on and had to leave the game bleeding. Yeah. So it's like, the, did you see his Instagram? But it was completely post? his fault. Like, <laughs> yeah, his Instagram post with his black eye. Like, it yeah. Was, yeah. Um, um, yeah, but I, I respect that. Yeah. Too many guys in the NBA are just scared to get dunked on, and as a result, don't play yeah. very good D. Yeah. Like they just, but at the battle. same time, at the same time, how bad is Ron Baker? And it's hard to imagine that a guy couldn't live up to a two million dollar contract. But so far, like it's amazing that that guy could turn out to be a bust. Like, yeah. Wait, you're calling Ron just Baker the, a bust? A bust at two million? Yeah, it's a hot take. Like an undrafted. Like he player? should be out of the NBA. Yeah, he should be over here playing for the. Um, I, I haven't the, really followed him uh, at all. The Sydney Kings. But is he really? Yeah. No, just the Knicks have no point guards, and Tim Hardaway Jr. is always injured. Yeah. So like they're just like he's played nine minutes in his last two games. He played zero minutes before that. Yeah. And you're calling him a bust. He sucks. Yeah, and he and his only memorable moment of his career this year has been diving in front of that dunk. Anyway, I think Harden didn't he have a funny quote about when he first tried to get in. To the into Madison Square Garden into like the car park. Oh yeah, no one believed you as a player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, that's, he's also that's the obvious. first uh, Native American player in the NBA. Yeah, you, you keep on saying that, but yeah, it's Google it. It's a pretty, it's, it's a, a pretty tenuous. 
it's a pretty tenuous claim there. But I mean, it's it's, it's probably racist of me to say that he's not. Yeah. Anyway, I'm yeah, I'm proud of him. Okay. Um. Uh. That Russell Westbrook on Thon Maker is the best dunk of the year so far in my book. Like mm. it was unbelievable. But you got to add. Um, um. There was there was background to Stephen Adams on on thing where him JVG. Oh, they're having a fight earlier. Yeah, and it was like a real niggly game. And then he just yeah. wrecked it on him. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good on him. Old Stephen Adams. Yeah. Okay. Someone had a good Reddit post today talking about how the Thunder are leave, lead, uh, leading the leave, league. The Thunder are le- leading the league in sleeves. Yeah. They have the most sleeves in the NBA. Oh, by a mile. With, um, right. With uh, three players wearing two in their starting lineup, mm. and then two players wearing one, so every player in the starting lineup has a sleeve, and only two arms out of ten are not mm. a sleeveless. I, it's it seems I don't understand why. I then st- I then started thinking about the magic. I think they've only got two, maybe. I think Aaron Gordon maybe sometimes wears one. Sleeves are a bad look. Like Allen Iverson nailed it. Everyone else, not. It's like do you remember when Jordan? Jordan had two cool armbands. He had one just below his elbow, and he had a leg, uh, like a leg, a calf band um, between his sock and his knee, right? Mm. And they're both like perfect. Like his his leg band, calf band, or whatever the hell it was, had like a little red tip on it and was black. And his armband would suit the color of his team, and like it just it was a good look. But it was his look, and it was weird in the years after Jordan when a lot of other players, Kobe literally would wear the, just do the same style. And it's just weird. And Alan Iverson did the sleeve. It was awesome on him. Everyone else, I don't understand. Carmelo Anthony looks ridiculous with two of them. Yeah. It makes him look like he's playing basketball in like a, um, in a wetsuit because he also wears those stupid tights as well. Yeah. So I can only think of one physical reason for the sleeves. Time out. Uh, hi, this is Paul. And I just thought I'd give you guys a little bit of a heads up because guys about to launch into a very long and boring tangent about how he he once played basketball in a in a tennis shirt and chafed his arms. So I just thought I'd give you a heads up and say I'd probably recommend skipping forward like two to three minutes, maybe. Um, cool, uh, time in. I can only think of one physical reason for the sleeves, mm. and that is a couple of years ago. I'm a bit of an innovator when it comes to um, uh, uh, basketball fashion. I'm like always trying to pie it, get the keep the shorter shorts movement going. Um, I'm a big fan of um, uh, tennis shoes as basketball shoes. Obviously, I didn't invent that style; it's a John Stockton technique. But I occasionally wear some um, uh, Andre Agassi's to play basketball in. But one of the other techniques, one of the bustle um, styles that I actually, I actually stole from my friend Tom in Wellington, but I think it's a good style, is playing basketball in a um, in a polo shirt. Right. And um, uh, very good look, obviously, classy, classy style of basketball. And um, I tried to play in a Roger Federer tennis polo shirt that I bought from an outlet store and regretted buying because, like, when are you going to wear a Nike polo shirt anywhere? No, nowhere. So I tried to play basketball in it. Well, again, that looks a bit weird, but um, yeah, I guess I, I never play golf. You kind of bum me out there, though. Okay, tennis. Here was the problem. Play tennis. Here was oh, when do I play tennis? Anyway, so I'm wearing my Roger Federer tennis shirt playing basketball, and here's the fatal flaw: when you run in basketball, often your arms will touch the sides of your body, like, mm. and the Roger Federer tennis shirt has Nike breathable dry fit yeah. technology or some whatever bullshit they call it down the side. And that basically is like little perforations in the um, terrible material that Nike makes what sports gear out of that stinks real bad. And um, it acted as like a cheese grater effect on my arms. Yeah. I feel like you always have like, like what? chafing issues though. Why do I have a lot of chafing issues? Why I was for days I'd wonder why do I have these weird sensitive like it wasn't visible but I had like real sensitive like arms like, I have very tender just above yeah. just forearms like the bit that's not hairy on the top like the bottom bit and they were very tender and you couldn't see it there was no rash or anything like that they were just very sore mm. and then I realized it was the cheese grater greater effect from the Roger Federer polo shirt yeah well that's what happens so, when you're wearing a golfing or tennis <laughs> shirt 
for a different <laughs> sport. No, okay. So here's the issue. Like, actually, just now doing the podcast, I'm moving, my arm's kind of chafing against my cotton t-shirt. So you think they're wearing sleeves to stop chafing on the jerseys? I'm suggesting that as a thing. Yeah, you're 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 out of you're out of your mind. No, mate. no, that's the only possible solution, is what I'm saying. I think it's just a trend. People do trends, and yeah, but Carmelo doesn't look cool. No one's ever thought he looks cool. He thinks he does. Look, if you look at a lot of NBA guys, they don't know what cool is. They have horrible goatees. Some of them have horrible tattoos. Some of them wear the yeah. worst clothes before the games. But people yeah. just automatically think they're cool because they're professional NBA players. Um, yeah. But so many of them, if I always loved this picture, their goatees just on anyone else. And it's like that guy. <laughs> like picture, okay. like look at like, even guys like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, they've all got like oh. weird little goatee yeah. things. You know, you, you, I remember you used to describe it as... A, Egyptian style, like they were like um, ancient pharaohs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's especially um, the Splash Brothers. The Splash Brothers. They have a very Egyptian yeah. pharaoh vibe. Egyptian look. Yeah. And um, oh, I love that NBA player. Who was it? It was one of the um, Warriors players who said, um, uh, <laughs> "What do you try and do on the court?" And he's like, "I try. I try. My strategy is to um, uh, pass to the light skinned guys and the tall skinny guys." Yeah, yeah. That was Jordan oh, Bell. Yeah, who's on my fantasy team? Um, can I? While we're talking about the Warriors, this is my tip of the week. I don't know if you've seen it, and I don't know how many people. When have, have you seen ever it. had a tip of the week before? That's not a thing. This is Paul's tip of the week. It's go back, listen to the episodes. It's all it's hidden in there. Um, <laughs> it's we've done fantasy tip of the week. This is my my tip of the week is uh, Javale McGee's backlot backlot no parking lot chronicles. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Great, man. So him... What? It's great. So Kevin Durant has this weird partnership with YouTube, and I don't understand it at all, well, but a, it means that Kevin Durant's... <laughs> yeah, but Kevin... No, but it's no, but it's more than that. Like, he must own... I don't know what's going on, mm. but um, he, he, he must get paid. I guess it probably just means that he gets paid in shares or something. I don't know. Mm. But he's got a YouTube channel, and he... Um, they tried to mean make one of his social media platforms was like the one of ways he communicates is via like he gets into the 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 comment section, aka the worst place in the world, mm. and um and yeah, one of the spin off shows I guess he did is ja- Javale McGee's Park Park. Yeah, Park. it's Chronicles. great though. It, I lo- I really love Javale McGee. Okay, what a great guy. What's a highlight of the Parking Lot Chronicles? Just every episode, straight fire. I like. Well, I, like okay. I personally love anytime I'm, Swaggy P's on it. Like Nick I'm Young. starting to. He. Um, I'm starting. I'm st- the ones I've seen is that he doesn't. Um, Swaggy P just like walks through the back of all of them. Yeah. Um, oh, there's one with Jordan Bell. I'm starting to and feel like Swaggy you... P pulls up behind and he comes in and he comes in real hot. And uh, I'm. Gl- wait. What? I'm glad you. I'm. I'm glad you had a, um, a little bit of uh, insight there because for a second there I was getting the feeling that you hadn't even watched one episode. No, I've watched um, all okay. six or seven episodes. And I mean, okay, not so a lot happens in, the w- in them. One of them, he gets, he takes a staff member who's colorblind and he, he, he walks them over to a table where he's blown up a bunch of colorful balloons and he's brought a guy mm-hmm. from this company who make, um, they're probably maybe a San Francisco startup. Um, it's where a lot of people don't know, but the Silicon Valley is where a lot of like, obviously we're Facebook and Google, and but like a lot of startups start there as well. We went there, me and Paul. Yeah. We went to the when we did our great uh, LA to San Francisco drive. We went to Google, mm. and um, like the, on the film Paul, The Intern, the intern, and Paul was interns? we were just we were just wandering around there, and Paul was we just parked in like the visitor car park, and Paul was worried that we were going to get in trouble. Like some from Google, the Google police were going to come and attack us or arrest us, so we we made up a watertight alibi, and that is we would tell people we were from Bing and it would come to sur- surrender, <laughs> um, which is quite a good, which is quite a good. Like you, you got to admit, the Google police would laugh and let us go if they heard that uh, as an alibi. But um, anyway, he he gave this guy some sunglasses, these sunglasses that you can get that like cure color blindness. Anyway, wow! Yeah, it's great. That's Val amazing. 
yeah, ju- yeah. Check out those glasses if you're colorblind. Um, was it dark? most of the time the parking lot chronicles are very dark though? Was it at night time you had to put these sunglasses on? Yeah, I think they they walks over as a kind of like a lit bit next to the building. I think, but um, lit. Uh, That's lit, man. I love how Javel McGee. He always is like his favorite thing is is to hold like a like a cup or like a like a big bottle. Like he loves holding like heaps of drinks. And I was always like, yeah. I was always like curious, so curious to what he was drinking. I was like, is he drinking like alcohol after the game? That seems so weird. Yeah. But um, yeah, he got asked in I think the most recent episode maybe. Like Quinn Cook or someone was like, I've got one question for you. What do you always have in the cup? They were clearly also a fan of Unparking Lot Chronicles like me. And they <laughs> needed to know. And um, so, yeah, because he had like a McDonald's style like cup with a lid and a straw. And um, yeah. and it was coffee. He was, like, he was like, I drink coffee. And then he also had, uh, he had this Jug Life, um, he kept calling it like that Jug Life half liter or something. Half gallon, and so I searched Jug Life, and it's like I think it's his thing, and it's like, well, he's involved, and it's like a um, thing to get people to drink more water, and you can just like you go on the website, and I went to the store because I assumed it was going to sell jugs of water, but it's just sold Jug Life merch, <laughs> but it's like right. it's like a movement to get people to drink more water. Anyway, well, um, that's that's um, that's cool movement and all. Um, uh, yeah, he ran out onto the court the other day. That was quite funny. There's a good video of the Warriors running out onto the court and he ran out um, drinking a cup of coffee. Wow. Like as the players jog out the tunnel like for the start of the game. Yeah. But anyway, it's made me really like uh, JaVale McGee more. He's a charismatic guy. Well, well, that's interesting because we're coming up to the bit where Paul announces who he voted for for the All-Star Game starters. Um, so we'll find out whether... Um, JaVale, JaVale McGee makes the all-star starters. Um, I, I, to, I told before, you before we started, I was like, we should just go through and say who we voted for for the all-star games and our first votes. Because you yeah. can vote every day, I think. And you were just so confused <laughs> by this theory. You were like... Mm. I wasn't keen for the segment. This is what Paul said. Occasionally, Paul, te- very rarely... My ratio to what do you think the ratio of me texting you is? Mm-hmm. I reckon I text you ten texts every one text I get back from you. So you think ninety? Oh no, you think I don't even do that math. Ninety something. And I'm and I'm more of the um. Wait, what math can't you do? Well, just what percentage that would be? It'd be like ninety something. Well, to... no, no. What? No, I said one to ten, didn't I? Or yeah. One to nine. Well, one to nine would be ninety percent, but one to ten would be like ninety something. I don't know what. Wait. Uh, 90. Nah. Got nothing. Are you trying, I don't know. Are you trying to figure okay. it out? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think 1 to 9 is not 90%. Yeah. <laughs> 1 to 9 would mean you were texting me 90% of the time and I was texting you 10%. Of the total text. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll believe that. But 1 All to right. 10 would um, be different. Because that's a, okay. that's a uh, maximum of that's an overall total of eleven. This is the kind of advanced okay. analytics that people listen for. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Text ratio. Um, Paul, Paul texts me one of his rare texts to ask me if he could do a segment, and he wanted to talk about no, the All Star game. Not stars. a segment, like, just a little thing to talk about. It's a normal <laughs> thing to talk about on a basketball podcast. You talk about who you're voting for for the All Star game, and you just couldn't kay. get your head around it. You were like, "Are what? you a 12 year old child who votes for the All Star starters? Like, who does that? Someone so who the host of an NBA podcast, mate. So what I thought. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What you meant is who are your all-star selections, meaning you'll pick like a 12-man roster. And then I was like, damn, that's two conferences. 
right? Mm. There's 24 players. Are we going to no. be talking like uh, you get five Kevin picks. Durant? You go on the uh, website. Stephen Curry? You go on the website. You get five. You pick Who two guards that? and you pick three front courts. What a loser. No, this is what who does that NBA so, fans. So who you picked? Uh, Steph Curry, uh, Kevin Durant. Yes, yes. Uh, I think uh, James Harden is no uh, James Harden. Of the I did not pick. I don't like James Harden. He didn't make your All Star game starter. No. So in the end, I suggested we should do. This is a good idea for a segment. I think for a, like we should do. We should pick who we think we should look at last year's All Star team and talk about who's in and out. So who's going to not make the team and who is going to make the team? And Paul said that wasn't a good idea. He just wants to talk about the 10 people he voted for on the Cabbage website. Web- 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 and I was like, well, that's going to be boring. It's going to be James Harden and stuff. And then Paul was like, no, I didn't pick James yeah. Harden. And then I'm like, oh, God, what is this going to no, be? No, well, you pick players you like. You don't just pick last year's all-star teams. <laughs> you pick guys you think... Oh, I thought I'd pick... Well, if we picked players we liked, then I'd be picking like, you know, Stephen Adams. Yeah, Stephen Adams Baker. is a possibility. I picked Stephen Adams, and I thought one of the main reasons <laughs> I thought we'd talk about it is I thought we could start a campaign to get him in the All Star game. He's deserving. Ah. Who? I feel like you're so angry now. You're so angry now. You're going to be like, and I thought there'd be a yeah, nice I little did. thing we could do no, as I a did. family. But now you've that's ruined why, it. Like would. Why we do it this early in the all? I don't know when All Star even opened or when it closes the voting. But well, that's the first thing in you past need to work years, out with your project. Remember, like they, wherever listen to how you know, angry wherever Zaza Pachulia is from, they've they got his got they yeah. got him in. Stephen Adams, yeah. is I'd say more deserving than Zaza. He's been the best player. Yeah, but Zaza He's been is the best more player lovable. on a. Stacked team. No, he's not. Of 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 other all stars. I'm talking about Stephen Adams, not Zaza. Yeah. So, so Zaza is yeah. from Georgia, and uh, that country's probably way uh, more into basketball. Way bigger? Nah. I, I don't think. So I doubt they're into basketball. Google the size of Georgia. I don't think it's that big. I might be wrong. I reckon it will be um, okay. twenty million. What do you I reckon? I reckon it'll be. Hmm. Five. Oh my god. Okay, take a guess. Four million. Yeah, Georgia the country is only three point yeah, seven million. Smaller than that's New so, Zealand. That's... What are we doing over oh, here? Wait. No, wait, don't wait, 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 do any more wait, wait. digging. No, I I can't tell if I'm figuring out Georgia the state um... or Georgia the country. Yeah, no, no, Georgia the country is 3.7 yes. million. And New Zealand is over here. Georgia the state is 10.3 million. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Maybe they're voting for Maybe Zaza Maybe Zaza's okay. from the state so you're right. Georgia. You're right. If, if Yeah. Well, he should be. He should play for the Hawks. He did play for the Hawks. Amazing. That is some advanced analytics for you. Okay. Do you know who drafted him, Paul. though? Orlando Magic. They have a great knack of spotting talent. My point is, is it, no, they, okay. My my point is, is that Zaza, um, Georgia's seem like passionate. New Zealanders just wouldn't be that excited. About well, if you're that, listening to this, it's every funny, day not- you can vote. Every day, vote for Stephen Adams. You can vote on Twitter. You can vote on the website. You can vote on Facebook. The thing is, Stephen Adams, he, go on his Facebook page. I'm pretty sure he always campaigns to get in the All Star game. Like I'm sure he he posted a link and it was like or whoever runs his Facebook page and was like it's just not as funny like no, Zaza it's not Pachulia, a funny his name it's is not Zaza. a funny thing it's just about getting your guy <laughs> who's been playing well yeah but Zaza was funny Zaza yeah, this was is a not joke. a joke to get Zaza on the Ulster game not everything has to be I know joke. this that's what I'm saying no but that's what I'm saying it's like Stephen Adams if they stored the center position possibly would be in the All Star voting. Possibly would be qualified. They have to get three front courts. You know, like if they needed two centers. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of good front courts in the West. They're just not centers necessarily. Anyway, he's a, he's like not. He, I mean, he's, I wouldn't say he's borderline all star, but he's like he's not that far I off. Know. Like he'd be. That's top what I'm saying. We need to vote for him. Hundred players. I don't know. What is what would Stephen Adams be? Would he be top fifty players? Top hundred players? Top seventy five I mean, players? Check on my fantasy ratings. 
Okay. No, don't worry about that. No one's here about your fantasy team, mate. Okay, so you want to do a campaign to get Stephen Adams in. So you've picked him. Who else have you picked in your okay, all-star picks? The West picks? is uh, Stephen Curry, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Stephen Adams. The East, <laughs> my guy Victor Oladipo. Did you pick three players from the Warriors to be the starting All-Stars? Yeah. That's not that unlikely, is it? That's pretty full on. Is Draymond having that good a season? I love Draymond. You know, so, you've, the, so this isn't really like who should be the All-Star State. This is just who Paul thinks is cool guys. Yeah, but I think, I think that should come into it. I mean... Is Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry like cool guys? I reckon. In terms of NBA stars... I enjoy watching them, but... St- they're not cool. No, but in terms of NBA stars, they are. Like, they're cooler than the alternatives, the <laughs> Russell Westbrooks, the James Hardens. <laughs> no, I actually... Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. East, Victor Oladipo, my guy, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Otto Porter Jr. Chris Middleton. I'm barely listening to this, but I'm going to have to call you out Chris I love Middleton. Chris Middleton, man. He's underrated. Um... <laughs> So you're gonna have? Is it, does he play for the Bucks? You're gonna have two, two Bucks. Bucks players. Uh, they're not. They're barely at five hundred, mate. But I kind of. I I didn't know who else to put in. In the East, no. uh, guard. Yesterday I changed it and I put in Spencer Dinwiddie because he's been getting some heat on social media. People are Spencer. People Dinwiddie. are rallying behind him, and then Otto are Porter you, Jr. Mate. Who. Who is always Anyone... overlooked. He's been the best player on the Wizards. And everyone only talks about Bradley Beal and you're... John Wall. Like they might make all star games. You're, ins... you're a mad you're a madman. I hope John Wall doesn't yeah, make it. Auto, I hope um I hope Do you know who I hope doesn't make it? Damian Lillard. Do you know how every year they're like, Oh, what a shame Damian Lillard didn't mm-hmm. make it? Now if that guy Portland do something or I don't to use a crass term, shit or get off the toilet or whatever it is. Like, what are they doing? They're just in no man's land, and it makes me sad. Yeah. And I'm like, Damon Lillard, you're partly responsible for that. And so, if your team could just be a little bit better, we might consider you. And knowing him, he will he'll be inspired by the snub again and go on another heroic run for a great seventh or eighth seed in the West. While we talk about um, Portland, cool. It's time for Clip of the Week. No, it's not time for Clip of the Week. Um, it's okay. Okay, it's time quick, for Clip of the Week. It's just a quick Clip of say, the Week. Can I make a quick comment? What? Can I just can I say I feel like you need to have the mic taken off you because those All Star picks were batshit crazy. Like you are a crazy person. Because no, you don't you don't want to just you want to vote for guys who <laughs> who m- might not make it because you don't want to just give your votes I'm to, tr- <laughs> to someone. I'm trying to stop saying the term mentally ill, but your picks were mentally okay, ill. Okay, time for clip of the week. Clip, 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 clip. It's that clip of the week. Clip, 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 Um, so this week, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, Chris Middleton, Yusuf Nurk- Chris Middleton, Yusuf Nurkic. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> when past years, I've just voted for the Orlando Magic starting Otto fire. Porter Jr. <laughs> um, <laughs> this week's clip yeah. clip was the post game interview. From Yusuf Nurkic, yeah. I don't know where he's from, but against Philly, he played well. Oh, what? How many do I have to? In- I got to look up all these places now. It doesn't Yusuf. really matter where he's from. He's from. Where's Otto Porter Jr. from? Just the states. Okay, do you want to know how I just spelled Yusuf Nurkic? Typing it into Google. Yeah, what? Look, I am bad at spelling. You would have started it with a Y. I. Sp- <laughs> yeah, Y U R I S F 
N U R K I C H. Okay. Did it come up? Uh, not really. So J U S U F. Okay. Yeah, I've got it now. I've got it now. Look, mate, I'm just trying to tie up your. He's from um, Bosnia Herzegovina. Okay. Anyway, Herzegovina. That's one of the best countries' names up there with Trinidad. His post game interview was was very great. And so here it is. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Here with the big fella, 21 and 12. This is your seventh double double this season. You was ready to play against some beat tonight, weren't you? Oh yeah, I came ready. I mean, about double double, I should have a little more, but it's okay. You know, I'm getting up. I'm hitting. You guys have lost six games here. How big, Scott? Thanks, Kevin. Here with the big. I actually thought that was the full clip, but um, that's enough of it. <laughs> what? Was, I didn't even get anything from that. What was that? <laughs> Do I need to play the clip again? No, well, I don't think so. Can you just explain to me what part of that was good well, or just, interesting? I mean, English clearly not his first language, and I just thought it was very. Yeah. I'd describe it as cute. You got to watch the clip, maybe. But do you hear his answer? He's like Abu Dhabu Dhabu Dhabu. Mate, I just play. And he oh. just, his, his answer makes no sense at all. But he clearly he's like heard these kind <laughs> of terms, and he's just trying to yeah. answer. Um, there was actually another great. Uh, I should almost find the other clip of the week, which was Mike Scott's uh, post-game interview. Did you hear that one from the Hawks? It was yesterday. Can you just describe it So it was like, um, firstly, the interviewer was terrible. He was like so intense. And he's like, he asked this long-ass diluted question. And it was basically just, is it hard playing good? Like his question was like was yeah. like coming off the bench. He was like, "You got the best field goal percentage coming off the bench." And it was like this real long. And he was like, "So basically, is it hard to play well every night?" And that. then the guy was, and then Mike yeah. Scott was like, "He he clearly doesn't get that many post game um, interviews." Also, it's great that his name is Michael Scott, like uh, Steve Carell's character from The Office. <clears throat> but yeah. uh, he he started telling this long, like real generic answer where he was just yeah he was just saying like he was like yeah it is hard to you know to bring it that intensity every week and uh and you know go out there and and try and make plays and uh (laughs) and just do what it whatever the team needs and uh shit i don't know man he just finishes by going (laughs) shit he just you can tell he's like he's gone so well He's just sputtered out all these like yeah. cliche basketball interview terms. And then he's just like, eventually <laughs> you just see yeah. in his eyes, he's got this dead look and he's like, shit. I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, it's great clip. <laughs> and Yusuf Nurkic's right. post game well, um, is also great. I like how you finished it with, um, uh, maybe you need to watch the clip. No shit, mate. Every week for your shitty clip of the week, you need to go and watch the mm. clip because they always. Need I'll post the them video. on. Um, like us on Facebook, and I'm going to start posting the clip of the weeks on Facebook. How about that? On Facebook, do you even announce that the podcast? Has we. Been I don't released? think we've made a single post on the Facebook page yet. Wow, we're really. It's really going to be. But like, off. Uh, to All be right, honest, we'll... I think we have like less than five likes on the Facebook page. So, guys, go. It's a go like page. the Facebook page, and you'll be able to get them clip of the weeks. Be an OG. And get on, be an OG and an OB, and an OB. Oh man, why did I try and say that out loud? We just seem real racist because we just like laugh at broken English and just laugh at people's names. All right. Um, this is the longest week in review ever. We it's going to be a while to get no, to the No, we're in Clip of the Week we at the moment. We're out of the week in review. No. <laughs> no, um, I wanted to briefly uh, talk about uh, my amazing experience in France. I went to the French All Star game. Mm hmm. Which is pretty dope. Yeah. 1,500 people yeah. in this like modern architectural stadium in the middle of Paris. Yeah. Um, genuinely turned up. Like they went crazy. I was in late. Um, got in during the um, skills challenge, which was, you know, as terrible as it is in the NBA level. Just not entertaining at all. Um, the three-point contest, though, they had a half-court shot, which I thought was a nice little element. I don't know how many it was worth. That seems dumb but, um, to me. It seems like a guy made one, and the crowd went the, crazy. They'd the clearly like um, stacked the three-point contest, though, because they had three chumps, and then one guy was just way better than everyone else who smoked it. Now, I'm quite interested in this, because 
French basketball is not well known, but it has quite a few players in the NBA now. Yeah. But I think their league is probably not as good as like Australia's, for example, because I guess all the good players go play in Spain to play for like Euroleague teams, and French doesn't France doesn't have a uh, a Euroleague team. Yeah. So obviously basketball's quite big, and uh, like they do have like some players have made the NBA, but I like the local league is not very good. So it's quite I was quite surprised at how good the All Star game was. Like it was almost like NBA level quality. Like 50, as I said, fifteen thousand people there. Really hard out. Um, their their weird thing about it was they brought over NBA like entertainment acts. So they had um, uh, the Clippers dancers, the Memphis Grizzlies grizzly, and the 76ers mascot. Wait, wait, you just kind of cut um, out of it. You said the, the Memphis Grizzly mascot the- got the crowd going by doing a um, a strip show where he took off his Memphis Grizzlies uniform really dramatically to um, like it's getting hot in here. Um, the joke being that he's naked when he's just got his first suit on. That was um, cracking up the crowd, which just proves that great comedy is universal yeah. and gags that work in Memphis, Tennessee also kill in Paris, France. Yeah. Amazing. So the so the um, highlights of the All-Star game, besides Boris Dio being there, a guy in the dunk contest jumped over Boris Dio. Yeah. Which was kind of cool, but it was it was a short guy who did it. He did, a, he did do a big push-off. Oh, I actually saw, like I saw his, a clip of a guy jump over... Another, like a real tall dude. Yeah, there was a lot of jumping over. But, a lot of jumping like over one happened. got on NBA Reddit. It was like a dude jumping over like a guy with a microphone. He was like a seven foot So dude. there's a dude called... Yeah, so there's a dude called DJ yeah, Stevens. Him. Who is like a D-League legend. Like He's worth Googling just to see his D-League dump, dunks. He jumps so high. Like every dunk, he gets his head like at the rim or above the rim and throws it down with so much force. And he was like so good for a, um, uh, a, like a all-star game. Like that's why it was so entertaining. As soon as I saw he was there, I was like, I've got to go watch yeah. this. And to be honest, the all-star game was probably better than the NBA one. Cause the players just run up and down playing minimal defense and trying to do cool dunks. I guess that's basically what the NBA one's like, mm. but like no fouls or anything like that. So it happened quite quickly and I genuinely saw some really good stuff, like a because fr- it was French versus the world, right? Mm-hmm. A French dude did a, um, a windmill alley oop, which is incredibly mm-hmm. hard. And then DJ Stevens did one off the backboard, uh, alley oop off the backboard, which is even better. Mm. Um, and so there was some genuinely amazing like moves in between um, the big Russian like centers doing like um, two handed power dunks. Yeah. Um, any any notable but, uh, NBA players playing? No, there was no one of any note except for, or as far as I know, um, I I checked everyone's name and the thing and stuff like that beforehand. Um, just DJ Stevens, he won the dunk contest e- e- easily. Um, pretty good final dunk though, a windmill honey dip. It was wow. like pretty yeah. good to do a windmill, awesome. and you know. Um, and he won his prize of getting a high five from um, Boris Diaw. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, and then as like a, yeah, There's quite a few French guys in the league. France love love their basketball. As like a bonus dunk after he'd already won, I think he jumped like a tall, probably former basketball player with a microphone. Yeah, that was right. the one I saw. I think he he might have added some extra sizzle. Maybe he did it two handed, but he he jumped over the guy kind of like head first as well. Which, I don't yeah. know. It was yeah, it was, it was pretty like good. Seven footer. Um, Here's a warm a, a warning though for um for um anyone thinking of going to watch some sport in France. I don't know if this is the same for football, but they number the tickets um the opposite way. Bloody France, eh? Bloody France. They um like I I bought tickets for row twelve thinking they're quite good. Um, but turns out row one was the furthest away row. That's very funny. I like who does that? Yeah, I don't think I've seen that before. Everywhere in the world, pretty much. I mean, sometimes you have like A, double A, or whatever, however it goes. Like double A, A is normally how American games go. And then you have a few rows, and then you have one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, but they in, in France, like I guess number rows number like 38 is like the, is like the front row. Mm. Anyway, um, that, that really pissed me off when I spent too much money on Travago or whatever that terrible website is. Um, sounds like that's the end of uh, Week No, that review. was Clip of the Week. That was the it's, end of Clip of the Week. End of clip of the week. Mm. It's time for that time, Paul. It's that time 
right about that time for the stars to roll on out. Hit the sting. Be humble! Sit down. Be humble! I used to be jealous of Mary Navallo. Juice! are taking every game personal. I'm Sit down. Wow! Magic had a great win. What are you going to say? The Magic had what can you say? a great win. Who did they beat? Uh, I've forgotten. The Magic beat. Nah, it's not good. You've forgotten who they beat. Yeah, I actually can't remember. This is an NBA They podcast. beat. You can't no, no, remember. No, they beat the Detroit Pistons. Uh, wow. It was a little while. It was, Aren't they slipping though? Yeah, but it was still they so they finally got back Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier, who's from France, and they lost yeah. everyone's least favorite member of the Magic, Nikola Vucevic, and they do look oh, way more use. fun with him not on the court. It's like noticeable, yeah. so much more passing, so yeah. much more movement, better defense. And it, um, Aaron Gordon really had forty points sure. in a loss to Miami. But it was like a close loss. Like they were winning for a good part of it. Um, oh, proud of you guys. And uh, here's something that I thought was interesting. Because like, the, so the Magic have lost a lot of games recently. So... Yeah, they're almost the worst team in the league. Um, so here's an interesting thing I did. Had... Do they... Here's a question. Do they have their pick this year? Yeah. They're, they're hoping positive. to get a like, good pick. It's the last year to tank, and they're like kind of doing a tank. That's positive. Yeah. Well, they've had so many injuries. They're doing a great tank. They're literally like the best tanking team at the moment. But um, No, they're not. Here. Don't give them that credit. No, no, because no, like the Hawks... Okay, the Hawks. Lakers. No, 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 I think the Hawks have the longest win streak. Oh, no, they did. Like, Well, they're like... For a few days ago, I think they had the longest win streak in the NBA or something. I might be wrong, but I think they've won a couple of games. But the Magic are, the Magic are fifth to bottom, but like the bottom. Oh, and the Lakers aren't meant now. to be tanking. They don't have a pick. So the Lakers are doing yeah, tanking the bad. The Lakers are pretty funny. Um, and then da- oh no, Dallas, I think, currently have the longest win streak. Who has the Lakers pick? Is that Philadelphia? Yeah, Philly. Um, but. Oh my God. Speaking of draft, so the other day. On, on Magic Reddit, someone was getting mad that we didn't... Because um, we traded away our second pick this year. And we uh, and with our third pick, we took Wesley Awando. And they were like mad that we didn't take Kyle Kuzma with our second pick. And Jordan Bell with our third pick. And I was like, well, hindsight's twenty twenty, And it's obvious to say that now. But... The thing is, it's yeah. hard. to. If it was easy, you'd just draft. Yeah. No one would ever make mistakes. Especially when you've got the, the shallow depth of intellectual capacity that the Orlando Magic front office no, has. No, they've just started. Like, these guys are really no, dumb. No, 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 these guys good. are like intellectually brain No, they're not. They're, they're good. The new front office. And, um, <laughs> I don't believe No, it. I honestly... I, I honestly think in like five years, the Magic will be real good. Because of the front office. Oh my god! Okay, here's look at my, the bucks. So they they did the bucks. Look at the bucks. But um, I wanted to just go through this quick. So your question: What is it? Better be good. This better be a good question. Go. This is a great question. Will the Magic beat the Nets today? Will they beat them? Because I'm going to say no. What? They might not. I don't know. Depends who we have playing. <laughs> it depends. They're playing them. It's the battle of the twelve-win team versus the thirteen-win team. No, no, no. Team. I mean, it depends Somehow who. Magic have less wins than the Nets. Yeah, I, I'm meaning it depends who we, what players are, are available, um, for our team. Oh gosh. But uh, yeah. Here's what I wanted to do. That person inspired me just to have a quick look in the from 2010, who we could have drafted had we drafted perfectly. 2010, yeah. 29th pick, we took Daniel Orton, should have taken Hassan <laughs> Whiteside. 2011, <laughs> the 53rd pick, we, had, we took DeAndre Liggins, should have taken Isaiah Thomas. 2012, <laughs> the 19th pick, took Andrew Nicholson, should have taken Draymond Green. 2013, took... with the Hey, just two seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, did you guys pick a guy called DeAndre Liggins? Yeah, one of the all-time great names, I reckon. <laughs> like one of them, but also you know your th- one of the most. You know your theory of judging players are based on yeah. names and how successful they're going to be. Like, there's no way a guy called DeAndre Liggins is going to be a star. Yeah, he's g- maybe going to be a pirate. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we took. We could have taken Draymond Green, 2013, the number two pick. We took Victor Oladipo. Probably should have taken Giannis Antetokounmpo, but let's be honest, Victor Oladipo at that number two pick was still a great pick. Uh, number 51, mm. Ramiro Osby. This is the same year. We should have maybe taken Robert Covington, who went undrafted. <laughs> did we, wait, did you guys pick... What year was this? 2013. You picked a guy called Ramiro Osby? Yeah, mate. I don't think he ever played. Was that with your... In the NBA. <laughs> was that your... Why is he still in Europe? Yeah, it was the 51st pick, mate. I don't know who he is. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Ramiro. Okay, 2014, with the fourth pick, we took Aaron Gordon, and I think that was the right pick. I'd I'd still take him. Number 12. No. Okay, who else was there, though? Uh, You could, like, maybe Dario Saric or Gary Harris. It was the right pick. Okay. I think I can't. I can't remember who else was there. Um, also, Aaron Gordon's pretty amazing. He got forty points yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, he's a real superstar. He's really going. No one's. Yeah. No one's what. Yeah. Everyone's going to try and get him know. in the off season. He's he's literally our star player. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, but that's not saying much, mate. Your team is like it's like saying um, uh, that guy from Germany is the best player on the. Um, Atlanta Hawks, yeah, but they're a shocking piece of crap. Um, I think it's a bit different to that. I think Aaron Gordon would have higher trade market no. value than Dennis Schroeder. I don't think so. I think Dennis Schroeder has a proven track record on, you know, right, not that much, but he's put up numbers for OK Hawks teams. Um, you guys put up numbers for the worst team in the league. Yeah, but he, w- he would be great on a... I just called the... I just called the Magic the worst team in the league, and you didn't even correct me. Well, they're currently one of the worst in terms of record. <laughs> you're like, factually, you're almost correct. Um, okay, with the number 12 pick, we took Dario Saric, yeah. who we then traded for the number 9th pick, Alfred Payton. And I'm going to say we should have mm. taken Gary Harris, <laughs> uh, who was 19th. Yeah. Uh, okay, then 2015, we took Mario Hazonia at number 5. Probably should have taken Devin Booker, who actually asked the Magic to draft him. He was his family <laughs> friends with the owners. 2016, <laughs> um, 2016, with the eleventh pick, we took Demantis Sabonis, who we then traded instantly to the uh, Thunder. And we probably should have taken Oaken Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, and then with the forty seventh pick, we took Jake Lehman, who we also traded. Maybe should have taken Yogi Ferrell. <laughs> 2017, we took Jonathan Isaac. I think it's too early to tell, but I really like Isaac, so I'm going to say we, we've we done okay there. And then with oh. the 25th pick, we took Angesius Passenjanics, who we <laughs> traded, but we should have taken Kyle Kuzma. And with the 33rd pick, we took Wizawandu, should have taken <laughs> Jordan Bell. So we could currently have a starting five looking something like this. Isaiah Thomas, point guard. Devin Booker, shooting guard. Small forward, Robert Covington. Power forward, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Center, Draymond Green. With a very strong bench, which has like Hassan Whiteside, Aaron Gordon, Gary Harris, Malcolm Brogdon, Kyle Kuzma. Man. We, so that's if we drafted perfectly. Yeah. And that's... But here's the thing, though. What? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to say? All you had to do was just fluke one of those. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. In, in, in saying that, though, with hindsight, like, if you get Isaiah Thomas, like, the Kings got him. Yeah, yeah. And the Suns had no, him. You, like, you, in a bad team, it's hard mm, to know what you've got. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, and especially, like, especially with the Magic. Like, Victor Oladipo They'll butcher was any not, yeah. um, like... A star. Well, yeah, he was, he was almost there. And then Rob Hennigan had a brain explosion. Uh, Tobias Harris is another one we traded away for nothing, and then he like l- l- looks yeah. quite great now. Um, yeah, 
even guys like hey man, it's a even guys like Mo Harkless, who's now like a starter yeah. in Portland and is yeah. like solid. Yeah. Even him, like he looked like nothing for the Magic kind of thing. Mate, s- s- yeah, you just step away, man. You're getting a bit sad. But that was um. Thanks for doing that research. That was um. That was quite interesting. That was uh. That was the one of the best ever Magic Mayhem's mm. um, we've ever had. I think there's a lot of mayhem going on there. Yeah, and some hard data as well. Okay. Uh, this thought we we should probably wrap this up because we've been going for a very long time. Yeah. It's been a great pod, a lot of quality stuff. I've I've laughed heartily multiple times. Uh, my question is, uh, do we have an episode of Where in the World Is Tabo's Cephalosha? We what? Well, he sneaks around the world from Istanbul to Oklahoma, saving ladies who were drowning, scoring hoops, and getting steals. With that solid on ball defense, better hope this man ain't on ya. Tell me. The world is He's still in Utah. <laughs> great, great to know. Great way to finish the he's, episode. I don't know if he, I don't know how he's playing. I think he's playing. I think he's contributing. So I said, great way to finish the episode. Yeah, that means. And then I said, I think he's fin- contributing. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Uh, thank you to everyone who's listened from France. Can I say I don't know what goodbye is in French? So I'm just going to say bonjour, au revoir, au revoir, yeah. au revoir. From man, I'm a, the worst person in the world that I've been here for five days and I haven't even yeah. done a minimum level. What have of, you? What uh, words have you said? Have you said like thank you in in French at least? Merci, merci. Yeah, I say merci all the time. Yeah. I think it's more like like uh, mercy. You say like it's not, not just mercy. Mercy, see like, play or something. See play. Okay, I reckon most people can't um, uh, speak French here. They just say see play all the time. The one you need to learn is like je ne parle pas français. I think, which is just like I don't speak French. That was the main yeah. thing I said. But um, you can you don't need to say that. You can just speak loudly. Um, in English, and they'll quickly figure out yeah. that same uh, My, reasoning. Uh, th- okay, no, I won't, what? I won't go into it. I love France. So nah. Shout out to France. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a passionate guy. Um, you had no good recommendations, though. No, well, you, you literally asked me today. No, I asked you before I went to France. Yeah. I was going to make a list, and then I made a map, and then you didn't reply until it was too late, and you were like, you didn't allow. Um... Look, you, the only person you've got to blame is yourself. Um, and I'm the one who suffers because of it. That's all for the Advanced Analytics Podcast. I've been Guy Williams. I've been Paul Williams. Au revoir. Merci. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.